It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the show. Uh, James, I have, I have a question for you right off the hop here. Um, a lot of coverage around the Islanders this week. They're on TNC tonight um, as we record this. Um, something we don't normally do, but we're making an exception um, because life. Um, and they're on ESPN Plus last night. And a lot of the coverage is discussing how the Islanders are no longer boring. And I thought that was an interesting comment, but I think for Islander fans, um, I don't know. Would you rather go back to the boring or is the roller coaster night after night yet you really don't know where this team is going to go? Um, <laughs> it's fun when they're winning. You know, they, they they play good games and but it's a lot of heartbreak. It's a lot of going back and forth. Um, they seem to be in the same spot. They're third in the Metro as we record this. Um, what would you rather or does it matter? Just make the playoffs and figure it out from there. Um, I mean, look, the, the way that they've been playing lately, I mean, you can't complain. They're winning more often than they're not. And it's not like they're winning these games that are like, you know, questionable. I, I feel like they've been kind of dominating their games lately. So I don't necessarily hate the way they're playing. And I think I'd prefer this because it is more fun. Now, does it become unbearable when they're just completely breaking down yeah and, and you hate to see that and that's gonna happen at times it's funny like um you know i was talking to lindy ruff yesterday about you know jack hughes and, and how his game is right now and he said look when when you play a certain style that is going to be more offensive you sacrifice a little bit of defense you take a little bit more risk and stuff like that so Look, they're scoring more goals. Like I, I think we said this last week, they're averaging like four goals a game right now, which is 
kind of crazy for for this team um and, and it's exciting so you know it's definitely in terms of entertainment this is preferable but if you're asking for what the better recipe is to win games i don't know it's like a gray it's it's a gray area it's a it's a fine line between you want in the middle style. yeah you, you, I, you want you do you want somewhere in the middle and um you'd like to think that this team has that instilled in them from the the years of trotsisms but i mean look it's working right now <laughs> yeah it's crazy i don't think we've seen uh, you know really since the weight era um which seems like a eons ago at this point where we, we've seen quite this much goal scoring um mixed with the lack of defense and and it's it's kind of crazy how reminiscent it is of that but I asked that question because you know I was writing notes today and all I could think of to start the show was what kind of roller coaster this season has been and yeah, I can't point. believe there are 50 games left or around 50 games like this has been an exhausting season to be an Islander fan because each game is a, a journey it has been an absolute adventure uh, at every single game lately it's been good they're collecting points they're rarely losing in regulation and say what you will about that and, and whether or not they're a contender and I definitely want to talk about that later but to me it doesn't matter just just collect the points um, I'd rather you find some consistency eventually they every day has been you know the last four games since we last chatted it's it's been a different game like every the last four games not including tonight um it has just been a different game so they have a win against the the ducks um a little bit of a comeback um power plays buzzing uh that's been really sustaining them throughout this season which is kind of crazy to talk about um a comeback win against the ducks more or less and then they kind of hold it down there at the end um they they play against the bruins an emotional loss Right, they're they're back and forth. It's a good team. Boston's got a couple players, but the Islanders are in it. Um, they're controlling play for for parts of it. It's, it's not as a complete game as you want, but against a good team, uh, you know, you'll take it. And they lose that game, and then you could almost feel um, they were going to lose that game in Montreal. Very, huge letdown game. They they come back in the third period after being down um, four nothing, I believe. They score three goals. Um, good to see the fight, but against a team like the Habs, you, 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 I think you got to have that one. And then some real redemption against the Oilers. Um, and they held the lead. Uh, they were down for a little bit. They they get it back. And um, the same culprits scoring goals for the Islanders. And it's um, But every game is different. It, it's, it's wild. What did you see overall? over the last week um unless i already explained it all but it's just to me it was just it's just a roller coaster you, you never it's a mixed bag every single night well i think you said that pretty well it is a mixed bag like they're they're getting points like they're banking a ton of points here there's, there's no doubting that right was it one two three four overtime games uh this month and they went to a sh uh three so three overtimes in a shootout I mean, the thing is, you know, you look at the 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 shootout loss to Boston. Okay, it's Boston, right? Pasternak just 
I don't know, muscles the puck by. by what the hell was that? that? That was crazy. Well, I don't know. That slingshot. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just so easily to, I don't know, very, very superhero like to me. It was bewildering. Um, but then, you know, the second leg of a back to back, you go to Montreal, who, by the way, is like playing really well. Like they, they're, creeping into playoff position. So it wasn't like, oh, this is a, you know, an easy two points. They kept it close. It was only a two-goal game. So, you know, none of these games. Well, it's an empty netter, but you shouldn't be down. You shouldn't be down that much against the Habs to begin with. I I think regardless of the travel and this and that, like back-to-back games this season haven't been great. I I don't know. I think you got to, at a certain point, you you have to step up. But I agree. But the way they play lately has been hectic. I, I, I think it's hard for them to do that on a regular basis. It's hard to play the way that they're playing. Caulfield scoring goals. He's playing well. You know, Josh Anderson had a really good game that game. Um, I, I think who who was the who was the net for them that night? It was uh, Montembault. And then, you know, he he's been playing well this season too. I don't I, I don't hate the Habs. I, I think that they're actually a little bit better than they get credit for. They're just young. Um, so I didn't hate that loss either. The way I see it is like they're they're beating the good look, they beat LA, they beat Toronto, they beat Florida, then they should have beat and they did. They handed uh uh a, a big L to Columbus. They beat a scrappy high, uh, uh, team in, in the Ducks that can score, right? They just can't really play defense that well. They beat that team. Then they're like, oh, the Oilers are in town, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisidel. Who cares? One goal. And did either of them get get on the board in that game? Uh, Dry subtle scored the goal. The goal, right? And and it was honestly, I I think it was Bortuzzo on a a, he he just played that very. He was very deep and it gave him a lot of room. But I, you know, that's probably not the matchup you want. Looking at you know the fact that they kept Connor McDavid off the board, who is looking like himself again, and you know catapulting himself up the 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 leaderboards and points dude they're playing really well and so this is a completely different conversation than what we had a couple weeks ago you know we were literally ended the show by saying like hopefully we have something positive to talk about when we come on here next time and and now i mean look is this sustainable i don't it's so hard for me to say it's not but it's also very difficult for me to say it is because we've seen what this team can do. We've seen this team just dominate when they weren't supposed to in Barry Trotz's first year. Then we've seen this team miss the playoffs after back-to-back, you know, post uh, uh, Eastern conference championship runs. It just, the pendulum has swung so drastically with this team, right? Last year with Lane Lambert, it was like, Eh, I maybe you could start to see what he's trying to do, but is it going to work? I'm not really sure. The start of this season, Sorokin stinks. Quite frankly, they're buoyed by the the you know excellent play of Sorokin and and you know a power play that was actually clicking. Like talk about Twilight Zone Islanders, right? And now it's just coming all together, and it's it's all kind of working. With mind you, Pelic is out. Pollock is out. Simone Holmstrom scoring five shorthanded goals. His shorthanded goals total is matching Alex Ovechkin's goal total. What's going on? 
I don't I don't really know exactly how to put it into words, but something kind of wild is happening here. And I don't know if it's sustainable or not, just because I, I'm just left confused at this point. Like maybe a lot of this has to do with Bo Horvat and how well he's playing. Um, maybe a lot of this has to do with how well he's meshing with Matthew Barzell, who's also playing way more confident, shooting the puck more. And like I said last week, every single shift that he has is with authority. It wasn't always that way. You used to you used to love saying, you know, puck uh, the, the puck was a, a hand grenade on the end of a stick. So a little bit of that every now and then. I don't see that anymore. It's just well, he's just playing. It's he, he, the, the puck. It's it's a lot of poise, but it's not overdoing it, and it's towards the net. I think what I've said for the longest time is that he needed a little bit of north-south in his game. It was a lot of dipsy doodle and extra stuff, and it was really just to allow the players on his line to get set up. And now he doesn't need to do that as much. Uh, everyone knows where they're going to go. He's got great chemistry with a player that can keep up with his IQ um, in, in Horvat. Um, 31 points in 30 games. Um you know, and if he gets a point tonight, it, you know, it keeps on going a little bit better than a point per game. Um, I, I think my question, and I alluded to it a few minutes ago, is are they a contender? You know, given what we know, um, I don't know how much I buy into we've seen what they've done before because this is a very different structured team now. A lot of the players are different. For now, you're without your some key defensemen. Um, I I want your thoughts on you know, if if the season just plays out like this and the Islanders are in that, let's call it the third spot in the Metro. I, I, at this point, I don't see it, it, it being that crazy. Although the Metro is super tight. Every night, it seemed like the Devils lost to the Flyers in OT or shootout the other night. And that was like, great, three points on the board. It's just like the Metro just keeps, the Islanders are doing what the rest of the division is doing. And it's just collecting points any way they can. The difference between second and sixth is four points. And the Islanders' uh, games in hand have, have kind of vanished, and, they, and they've collected points along the way, but so has everybody else. What we, Given what we know now, and, and there's 49, 50 games left, whatever the, the math is, I'm not going to math. There's a lot of games left. Given what we know now, do you believe that they're a contender? That if it, it, it's at this point, they're a third of the Metro, it's a little bit more than make it to the playoffs and see what happens. Can they actually make some noise? I think if that's going to happen, like let's say they sustain this play, if that's going to happen, I don't know if I'm if I'm ready to say, and I and I don't think I am. I'm not worried about Sorokin. He just needs to be Sorokin, and lately it's been better. I just don't know if if it's completely there yet. Um, and look, Barlamov's playing great. The thing is, though, he's playing great in, in a lesser, you know, sample size than what Sorokin's playing in. So that's the thing. Like, if you're gonna, you know, end up saying like, "All right, fine, we'll we'll ride," you know, Varlamov. Well, you didn't ask him to do as much as he was doing, um, in as many games, you know, as Sorokin's playing. So you have to, you have to like wonder: is it gonna work if he has a a, a bigger load on him? So. Look, this team is is at this point, it's almost Christmas. They're third in the division, right? Is that that's currently where they're, they're at? Yeah. They're right behind the Flyers. 
Yeah, next and right ahead of Carolina. Players. So it's hard to sit here and say they're not a contender at this point. Like, there's plenty of season left, like you said. Well, I don't mean make the playoffs. I mean when they get in. Like, do you see them if it if if the season ended today? To use that cliche, yeah. I personally well, think the they can beat the Flyers. I'm not afraid of that at all. I don't care who's behind right. the bench or what the Flyers are doing. I I think everyone steps up in a different way. Um. I'm not afraid of the Flyers, if that's how, if that's how it shakes out. Even this season, I'm a little less afraid of the Hurricanes because they're a different team. Um, right? They're they're without a lot of different players. They have uh, Svechnikov back, but they don't have the goaltending. They're, they're they're figuring that out. Unless they make a trade, I'm not necessarily afraid of Carolina in, no, in the first no, round. They jump. The let's say they right. jump ahead of you know the Flyers and they fall off or whatever. Um, there really aren't too many teams like. Even the Capitals, I, I think the Islanders are deeper. I think they're, um, I think they have more. If I don't, unless they drop to a wild card, frankly, I'm, I'm not worried about them making it past the first round. I don't know that that makes them a contender, but I think they can make it past the first round, just given what we know. Power plays are huge. Yeah, and they'll tighten up defensively. You have to believe they'll tighten up defensively. Um, they're scrappy right now, and. It's different, and I'm trying to get used to it as I watch it. But like I said, it's it's been exhausting. I can't believe I have to watch another 50 games of this, just because it's it's, it's just very taxing as a fan. You just you, you just don't know what you're going to get night in yeah. and night out. The other thing too is you know when you think about this team right now, like they're they're probably the best team. We've said this before. They're probably the best team on paper that we've seen in a while, and you know that's excluding you know the waiver pickup of Riley and, and Bortuzzo and pretending that Pelic and Pollock are back. And quite frankly, Riley's playing pretty great. In, he may have in, stolen a spot from Ajo when they, when um, oh, Bortuzzo may be yeah. this, you know, the seventh or waved or whatever. Um, right. Riley, Riley may have stolen. Um, I agree spot, with that. Frankly. You know, so like those guys come in, but even, even before those guys, um, I, I think that you look at the fact that on paper, this is potentially the best team that, Lou Lamorello has iced full year before that Pierre Engvall comes in and he's, he's a top six player. Like you and I were worried about, is this contract going to be worth it so far? It's just year one. It's been fine. Like he's yeah. been playing, he's been playing well. My, um, my biggest question going into the season was where does Lee go? And he has shut me the hell up. He deserves right. to be on that first. Right now. He deserves to be on the first line. And, I, to skip ahead a little bit, it's it's kind of irrelevant, but I, you know the top six is fine. I'm I'm absolutely not worried about that. Those lines are great. The fourth line has been invisible, and that is fucking okay. I, I have to admit, I, I was thinking about this yeah. too, and I, I didn't write it down. I don't mind that I just simply don't notice them out there. They go out and they do a you know a, a mostly good job. They're not making mistakes. Fine. Like I I, I honestly don't care. It's really that third line. Um, and trying to figure out for the first time, right? You're not talking ne about necessarily finding that top six guy because again, Lee's contributing. He scored a goal um, against the Oilers as well. You're finally talking about trying to find that piece, maybe for the third line. Gauthier, he's hurt, but I, I think I even tweeted from our account yesterday. He he's he's taking so many penalties. He's he's playing himself out of the lineup. Um, Wallstrom, it looks like draws back in um, tonight against the Capitals. But for me, that's the missing piece is Parise. 
And, you know, there's there's little rumors going around. He's skating in Minnesota. Someone tweeted a picture of his stick, which could have been from anywhere um, at any time. Um, so, it, it, so it's hard to say, but it's interesting that for the first time we're, we're trying to figure out that third line, which is clicking in a different way. Um, Holmstrom scoring a, just a gazillion uh, shorthanded goals, which is frankly the only reason why I'm not losing my mind over the penalty kill because he's the that's taking away uh, before last night going into last night's game against the Oilers, they had 20 power play goals and 20 short uh, 20 power play goals against. The, the only thing that was really saving him was the fact that Holmstrom was scoring shorthanded every once in a while. That from making that stat absolutely miserable, that how, however good the power play was, they were just erasing it every single time they took a penalty. And they were, um, I, I can't think of the, the word right now. My my brain is fuzzy from continuously being sick. Um, they're not disciplined is what I'm trying to say. Right. So Holmstrom is, is the saving grace there and having an incredible season, by the way, with those those five shorthanded goals. Right. Um, what do you think? Is is it a matter of just, you know, Wallstrom has a shot here. I, I really want him to – and he doesn't need to score goals. He really just needs to play solid hockey and not do stupid shit, right? And you have two of the – in Go, in Goche and Wallstrom, you have these fucking boneheads that you're, you're trading back and forth. You have one guy in the lineup, and he makes a bunch of mistakes. You're like, all right, fuck this guy. Put the other guy back in. He goes in. He makes a bunch of mistakes. Like, okay, fuck this guy. Put the other guy back in. And it's a little bit of a revolving door there. Um, and you just – you need someone to stick. You need someone responsible like Zach Parise to come in. The the PK w- desperately needs him. Um, and and for the love of God, if Lambert can just not play Sezikis and Clutterbuck in the first pair every single time, that's clearly not working, try anything. Try, change up anything on the penalty kill to make that work because it's infuriating. Um, what do you think about the third line? Is is that really the thing that could adding some penalty kill help? Um, and it could be Parise. It, it could be something else. I'm not sure. It, it sure as hell isn't Goche or Wallstrom. To be perfectly honest with you, um, right? Well, is is my, it finding theory, that piece? My my theory is why I as as well as he's playing right now. Why don't they go out and get a top six scorer and move Andrews Lee down to the third line? Because that was the plan all along. He's hot right now, but is that going to remain? I mean, I think you ride it until it's not. And right. you but make the that, decision that on have... what it is. Based on right now, I think, is what you're thinking about the future, you know, come January. I don't think you, can make but... that, you can't really make that decision right now without thinking about the future. Because the, the fact of the matter is that you have to – you have to really take into consideration what Anders Lee is doing right now. Is he this fair. player for the whole season? I mean, he scored 25 last seen... year. He can do it. Like, Yes. No, I not... agree. I agree. But the thing is, he's getting older, right? Other side of 30. Um, he's scoring on the power play. You know, there's no reason why he can't play on the power play. But yeah, they he's got eight goals I, already. Eight... In 31 games, like I, I know. It's, so let's prorate that, right? Uh, God, Simon Holstrom has 10 goals. That isn't that is insane. He has the same amount of goals. Save you know, Barzal is a, a 20 more assists than him, but um, 
Hit the same amount of goals as Barzell. That's crazy. So, Andrews Lee's on a 21 goal pace. Go out and get, listen. This team has never gone out and gotten the score. They don't need a defenseman. Romanov and Dobson are killing it. Pelik and Pulak are going to come back. Riley's playing well. Bortuzzo's just fine. Like they, they are solidified on the blue line. And they're showing that through the adversity currently. The goaltending is not going to change. Go get a top. It's got to get better, but yeah, it's not going to change. Score. Go get a top six score. Like, and, and I don't like, know how you do it. I, I think that like the man. Well, the, why not? The deadline cap space right now is at three million bucks. It's only going to continue to grow. It it's it's possible. I'm seeing this as it works, and I. I understand. I think it's a good point that you have to think about the future, and I don't think. As I say, like evaluate it when it gets closer to see if Lee is continuing to do this. Frankly, you you, you need Lee to just do what he's doing. You have Here's two other guys that you have two guys that are just scoring a million goals. It, it's it doesn't matter. Here's a suggestion. Call me crazy. I don't really know. Do you figure out a way to take care of both needs? A penalty killer, but also a top six forward. Pick up the phone and call Calgary. What's your price on Elias Lindholm, former 40-goal scorer, who's also a Selkie nominee year in and year out? He might want an extension, and he's... Not the in Islanders, Calgary. Not in Calgary, but he may want an extension on the Islanders, and frankly, I, I he's on the wrong... I, he's, he's over 30. Um, I don't know that if I'm the Islanders, you want to make that move. How about this Because you're going to give up some stuff. You know how... Lou loves his former Devils. Just scored a hat trick the other night. Adam Henrique. I, you know what? It's funny. He, I saw the video of him scoring a hat trick, and I thought years ago I wanted him, him and um, Couturier. For a long time, I thought they were really good fits um, on the Islanders with with Tavares. Um, now, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that. Um, Lindholm He's is on a thirty goal pace. Twenty nine. Enrique's on a thirty goal pace in Anaheim. Is he scoring? Is it a lot of multi goal games though, or is he like consistently scoring goals? I, I it's kind of like how I think about Austin Matthews. I'm like, dude has a million multi goal games. Yes, yeah, I mean someone scores sixty goals or however many he's going to fifty sixty goals. It's impressive, but um, and I, I'm not taking anything away from those players, but I, I don't I don't know. I, we ha- we have a guy that can is going to score 21 25 goals like I, we, I don't need 30 like the the extra 5 I'm not worried about that. Okay, here I go. That hasn't again. been the difference. No, I mean keep I go keep again. going. That's fine. No, here I, here I go again. Uh still on a expiring contract. I know we talked about this last year, but it remains true this year after signing a one-year deal this summer with Ottawa, Vladimir Tarasenko. Go get Vladimir Tarasenko. Is he with playing a, well? A toiling I mean, his team sucks. He's got six goals and nineteen points in twenty-five games, but he's playing on a on a shitty team. That's that's just not clicking. I don't know. There's a part of me that fix the PK problem, like get get Zach Prize back or a Zach Prize like player. The rest of it is working. You 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 just need some help. Um, 
you really need Zizekas and Parise instead of Zizekas and Clutterbuck on that PK. They'll have a little bit of energy there. Um, but that's why I'm, I'm that's why I'm saying this team needs Elias Lindholm. He does both. I don't think that that's a bad idea. I think it doesn't matter if he wants the, an extension. The, the 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 team acquiring him is can just rent him if that if that's the well, yeah. I mean, the Islanders could do that. Lou has not done that. He he signs these guys that he's trading for, and he's twenty nine years old. And if he wants a five year deal, you you gotta win this year. Then, like, you get Lindholm and they win the cup this year. I guess I really don't care. Um, in four years from now, I will likely be riding that high. But it's you know, you already have a bunch of those guys. Well, and then he makes going in and going million bucks. Yeah. He makes 4.8. He's got no trade protection. Um, he's probably going to want an extension. Yeah. But again, when does Lou not do that? Lou does that all the time. Well, my, that's my point. I, I He shouldn't do that with Lindholm. He already has a bunch of those 29 year olds on with three to five years left. You, you just, I, I don't think you add to that. I, and I don't want to fall into the trap of the, like the lazy narrative. The team is old. Um, I think the core of the team isn't, but you can't keep filling around it with guys around the 30 bubble. That yes, to me isn't smart. I think it's, I think it's different than uh, adding a, uh, let's see. I think it's different than, you know, getting a, a, a JG Pajot. Like we're not talking about, acquiring JG Pajo a couple of years ago. We're talking about acquiring Elias Lindholm who has scored 40 goals. Yeah, but, also... but Pajo was still younger and was, as we talked about um, on the show at that time, there was a black hole at center. You just couldn't find anybody to, to do it. And he was a perfect fit in, in that moment. Um, it was a little bit of a delayed and it took him a second to, to catch up, but he, he was vital over the last, the, the two runs. So I don't, I'm not trying to just argue against it for, for no reason. I, I just don't know. Short term, like I said, they win. I guess I don't care, but I think they're still in prove it contender. They're, they're not solidly there. Does Lindholm get them there? Maybe, but that's a, you're betting a lot again, and you're giving up another, um, I don't know how well he's playing this season, you know, outside of like just the points and and if the rest of his his stat underlying stats are good, but is it worth the draft capital? Like you're 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 doing well. How do you kind of how can you do both? How can you not keep giving up first round picks and and prospects that you, you finally had Holmstrom hit after just so long of not having a forward work? I don't I, I keep a first round pick, man. Like do anything you can to not do that. Unless you un, unless Lou is sitting there and saying it's a deal he can't pass up, or they're gonna win the cup this year with this player. I don't know. I, I don't know that Zach Parise is necessarily that, but I'd rather I'd rather add somebody like that to the roster that's gonna help the PK, which is the thing that needs work. Right? The rest of the team is fine. I don't know that you kind of go out of your way and it's a question mark short term and it's an even bigger one long term if you if you give up additional assets and you re, and then 
I don't know. They're almost out of the woods. Like the cap's going up a bunch. Um, they're almost out of the woods with some contracts. Things look okay. They, they, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not buying it, frankly. Lindholm isn't it. Not this season. Anyway, not at 29 years old. So if you had to, so you're looking for strictly just a PKer. Well, I, th- that's the space right now that on the third line next to Pajot and Holmstrom that needs to be filled. That's just, that's the, like I said, you just have these two jerks going in, messing up and being um, taken in and out of the lineup. Uh, and, and neither of them seem to want it, which is crazy to me. But both, it is crazy, but I, I think I'm, I'm pretty, I'm going to stay pretty headstrong on this. Like it's important to think about the future and the future is, as well as he's playing right now, I just still don't buy Anders Lee as a first line player. Oh, I, I think he's a middle six guy, and that's yeah. where you know you look. You can you can make two moves then. Paul, uh, Wallstrom or or uh, Goche are going to sit out. Fact of the matter is that's just what it is, right? Um, look, you have to sit Matt Martin out to get a PKer in there, maybe. Right then, you maybe go back to the, uh, you maybe go back to the well uh, in St. Louis, right? You snag Bortuzzo. Uh, let me ask you, what's Sammy Blay and his a million bucks look like for you over there? Oh, a fourth round pick. Thank you. We'll take it. Yeah, I mean that's the kind of thing that I'm thinking. Like I, I think there's just a middle six fit there. Again, I, I don't. I'm saying that as Anders Lee is playing right now. The other side of the break. And into January, when it gets closer to the deadline and things either tighten up or loosen up and the Islanders are still in a good position, yes, think about how you can add to the team. But you, they have to be cooking. Like, they have to be really going for me to think, all right, it's give up something. Because I, I don't know, I don't know who, I don't know what kind of prospects you give up at this point. You've yeah, given up everything. It depends on. You know, it depends on what kind of sneaky good move Lou could make. Like, let's just say, for instance, uh, Seattle's not playing all that well. And this is just a for instance. You really think that Jordan Eberle is going to cost that much? God. Does he have it? And he has what kind of trade protection does he have? I'm actually like, I'm, it, it I don't intrigued. know that he does. I think he's still on the same contract that he got drafted from. Uh, with the Islanders picked up Kraken. from Seattle. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, he has a minimum, uh, he has a 16 team, no trade. So, um, Islanders are probably not on that list. That's what I'm saying. They're probably not on that list. So, and, and you know, what's he doing this year? He's actually filling that pretty. Oh no, that was last year. This year he's not, he's not doing too hot. Three goals in 20 games. Yikes. I mean, if, if it was going to have a resurgence, what's his deal like? 5.5. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, how long? He's a UFA after this. Okay, go for it. Yeah, I Fine. mean, look, if that's, he, if he that's can great. recreate that magic with Barzell, right? Barzell likes to play the left anyway. Uh, Everly is a natural right winger. Now you have Barzell, Horvat, Everly. Oh, I just got chills a little bit. Yo, I, I, I go for it. <laughs> I, I figure it out. I, I'll, I'll drive Walsham to the airport. <laughs> Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. 
new customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. That's the other thing. If they're doing this, look, Walsham's shown nothing to this point, right? A team like the Kraken should be taking a chance on a young first rounder who maybe just needs a change in scenery. That would suck for the even though Holmstrom's playing well. That would suck. I'd be so disappointed of that. Just like it's not working, and he's on our roster, and I guess that doesn't do us any good. But man, I'd be so so disappointed. What you just said, though, has been on my mind, you know, throughout this whole segment. Like, we've been talking about what the Islanders, you know, might potentially need. You know, they're going well right now. And, it's, you know, you don't want to sit here and say, like, oh, well, they need more. But the fact of the matter is that there is going to be a time where they do need to add, right? It doesn't have to be right now, but you do need to start planning for that. And I, and I really do think that the one area of need that they need to – is this whole Anders Lee thing. As well as he's playing right now, still not not a top line guy. Regardless, I digress. It's working on the power play and the it first is, line. It's buzzing. I different. frankly, they're getting it done, and I think that's fine. the The one thing that I've been, you know, keeping in the back of my mind with, you know, they need changes or whatever, is that um, Holmstrom is that guy that we've been saying the Islanders need a prospect who comes out of the woodwork and is all of the sudden a really good player. And he's doing it on the third line and that's fine. Does it not yeah, need to be on the first line? Which I you said be, two right. years. He doesn't need to be a first liner. Could he eventually be a second line guy? Probably. I mean, he's only is he 22 yet? He, he is could, 22. He could so, be a first line guy eventually. I don't think that's out of the question, right. but like just he's playing so well in a in a very specific role that it's right. when when you're on that when you're a middle six guy, I really think as a third line player, it's not weird that Parise got 20 goals, right? Because it's hard to split up your team and who's playing against your third line? Probably a second line, maybe a third line. It's not your top defensive pair, you know, that you're the best team, the other team's best defensive pair. You have a little room out there. You have a little of that ability. It's when you get pushed up the lineup that your competition gets harder. So there are guys that really thrive in that middle. I was one of those players. I thrived in that middle six role. I I was able to just kind of figure things out over time. Um, 
I, that's I'm not saying that I have you know like I can't shoot like Holmes from whatever. I was more like a Pajot where it was just making it work. I was an assist guy. Um, you, you go out there, you're middle six, you you know whatever. Um, but Holmstrom is doing well in this role. And I don't want anyone to get too excited. I think it's really important to recognize how he's doing it. Shorthanded, amazing, but not to be like, oh, well, just throw him on the first line. What is he doing? These guys, you know, these guys on HP are idiots. Just switch him in the lead. No, that he, he's yeah. doing well in this particular role. Let him let him do his thing. Um, I understand your point though about getting ready. I, I don't think that that's completely out of the question. Um, Everly would be interesting. I think if they were going to go on a run again and he was be able to be a piece of that, um, that would be amazing. I I don't want to give up on Wallstrom. I, I struggle with that a, a little bit. Like I, I know I said I dropped into the airport, but um, I got a little ahead of myself. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess you do. If you're not going to give up a first round pick, you got to do something else. You know um, what though? It's it's funny because we're talking about who comes off the PK, right? Like Clutterbuck. It's not okay. Zizek is in Parise, and then um, Pajot, Holmstrom. Pajot Holmstrom, yeah. And then the other one is like is Nelson and Palmieri. Sometimes I feel like they're you out there what? as a third pair. Sometimes I'm gonna say it. Matthew Barzell should be killing penalties. I don't hate that because they don't overplay him. They occasionally they will throw him out with. Uh, they used to do this more. I haven't seen it as if much. Every other penalty kill, he he was out there. Why not? I'm seeing that right now with with Jesper Bratt, and he looks like when he's out there, like he he has the same elements to his game that Barzell does in really good skating, really good puck handling, strong on the puck. He kills a good 30 seconds by himself just being able to, you know, do that. Like, he can recover a puck well in the, in the defensive end, skate it to the other side of the ice, do some bullshit curl, and, and just kill a, a solid 15 seconds, and then do it again, you know, after after that second recovery. Like, that, doing that by yourself is not easy to do. And yeah, I wonder if they're scared about doing that. I wonder if they're scared about taking away any energy and really taking yeah. away, you know, they're playing well. Like you, you don't want to add an element or a, a something he has to be responsible for in his game when the rest of it's going so well. Like you don't want it to sacrifice anything. I understand it though. I'll um well, tell that I'll to give you the crowd who's got 37 points in 30 games. Yeah, he's uh, Barcelona's got a few years on him now. Not that like 25 and 22 are that different, but um, yeah, um, he's 25 and Barzell's what 26, 27. Oh, okay, they're closer than I thought. I don't know. I mean, I say go I, if you can go for it, do it. Um, it's interesting. I to me, I, I to, to your point, actually, try something. The PK is not working. Do yeah. anything. And a lot of good players do both. A lot of good a lot of star players yeah. are I'm actually kind of surprised Horvat and Barzell aren't a pair. Because Horvat yeah, can win face offs and I yeah, that 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 surprises me 
a little bit. And just a, a quick check in on the game. Islanders are being outshot eight nothing, and they've had a power play. Um, they've also had, yeah. they've also killed off a penalty, um, which <laughs> all of everything I just said was surprising. Um, as the the Capitals get another odd man rushing, and um, I don't know if they got the shot on goal. I think they missed it there, but oh no, they they counted it. Um, yeah, they I, I do do something. I don't I don't know. I wish. Pierre Engvall makes sense just because he can cover so much space, but he's just not tough enough. He just like can't. Yeah, I agree with that. He doesn't play with enough uh, uh, grit in order. Yeah, to for he has like penalties. an eight pack, but just can't put like. And that, I think that was the problem coming into this, right? Like, just coming into the Islanders, that was something a knock against him. Um, yeah, but man, does he have the tools for it? If he could just right. Well, that's why I think they have wimpy. Brock Nelson out there. I think Brock Nelson it makes sense uh, for sure. He plays with that, that edge on his game. Uh, Palms too. And, you know, I was going to say Palmieri also makes sense. Like, he he plays with that edge. So that makes sense. It's they just gotta, having they that. They got to do something. They do. it, And it's just having that positional awareness. Um, You know, maybe they, they don't have it as offensive-minded forwards, which, you know, is understandable. Um, But there's guys out there that are, are certainly, you know, easy to plug in and play for cheap. Because, look, if it's not Matt Martin or or if it's not Cal, like one of the two of Matt Martin or Cal Clutterbuck are going to have to sit if they get two forwards. Right. Because they they should be, they should be getting one to fill out their top six. Well, Martin is not, has already been out and fashing is playing well. I, I don't understand why you would take you know, him out. I forget about fashing. I really do. And I, you know what? Like I said earlier, that's OK. I think being a little invisible um, I think he played really well last season, and it was great that he added a, yeah. something to that third line. It is totally fine that that line is forgettable. Yeah, they they're not yeah, the, the they, same identity line as they used to be, and fine. Yeah, be forgettable. The Just, thing is, I don't want to remember that you made a mistake. If for some reason Zach Parise is going to come back on another league minimum contract. There's no doubt in my mind they're going to do something else. Is it going to be a defenseman? I'd be surprised because, I mean, Riley again, it was a sick addition, sick addition, and through the adversity, they're showing that the defense is fine. It's holding up. Well, they're not. They're not yeah. going to change the goaltending. Oh, man, it's what's. Go ahead. What's what's left to do? You got to get a forward. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me that, and I've heard it. You know, I'm I'm trying to re be a little bit more engaged in Islanders stuff again, but you know, it's a lot of good things about the Islanders D, but then they just crumble late in games, and I'm just trying to put it together. Like, which one is it? Are they good well, and they're holding up despite Pelican Pulak being out and Mayfield and whatever, or it, I, I, or is it not? I mean, we're seeing a lot that it isn't. You know. Um, right. Well, are they going to do that with Pellick and Pollock back in the lineup? I mean, they were doing it. They were nothing. There's nothing to now. It, it's it, it'd be interesting. I think, like I said, you know, it's not Aho in the lineup, and it's Riley and maybe Mayfield on that third pair. Dobson, Romanov, Pellick, Pulak, and you can actually put them back together now right. because Dobson and and Romanov are playing well together. Um, you sit Aho and Bertuzzo, which is fine. Um, maybe that turns it around, but there's there's something about like the structure though, and how they're playing and be not able to close out games really outside of the game against the Oilers. 
So it's it's interesting. You just have this juxtaposition where you're like, oh, okay, well, they are playing really well and they have the ability. They're just often not doing it in very short periods. Where whereas the Islanders for a long time would score a bunch of goals in six minutes, now they give up a bunch of goals in six to ten minutes. Because they're leading outside of 10 minutes a game on average, which is a crazy stat. But they're still losing. They've they've just lost more games than they've won. They've collected points, but they're they've lost more than they've won. And that's concerning. You have to figure it out. You have to do something. And it's different in the playoffs. Sorry to interrupt you. It's crazy how delayed the stream is to this game to what's actually happening. It's like a full minute just went by between the notification that Washington scored and Washington actually scoring. Yeah, it, it's hard on stream sometimes you have to stay off Twitter and turn your notifications off or you're, you'll be disappointed um, or not surprised when the Islanders score. Um, but yeah, Islanders are down one nothing, being outshot 12-3. to um, Not worried yet. They kind of did this last night too a little bit. Um, the Oilers looked like they were pouring it on pretty good, but um, I'm I'm not very confident in this Washington team, frankly. They, they have been playing better and I think above their weight, uh, similar to, to Philly, but um, I don't know how sustainable it is. So we'll, we'll see. They they did lose to the Capitals earlier this year, so um, and that game didn't look great. So hopefully they can uh, they can turn around. Um, we'll end the podcast before the end of the game, obviously, but um, <laughs> and we'll we'll finish it. We'll we'll book in next week and and talk about it a little bit. Um, I did want to go through. We went, we went, um, talk about meandering. We went all over the place, uh, a little bit of adventure, just like the end of the season. Um, I did yeah, want to go, th- it was a good conversation. It was, I mean, yeah, I think we're trying to do that kind of stuff anyway. But, um, I did want, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Holmstrom, um, as a saving grace for the PK. Dobson for the Norris. Is that conversation actually happening, or is that just something that is being hashtag aisles by a bunch of fans and, um, like he's killing it. He's being recognized third star of the week, I believe. Um, assist per game, like just a crazy point streak. Um, is it realistic? Like, does he have a, a, a you know the game against McDavid is pretty legit. I, I'll, I'll give him that for sure. Does he have a round the, enough game? The only reason why it's not going to happen is because of the season that Quinn Hughes is putting together. Otherwise, even, even if he's just nominated, like just like Sorokin, right? When's the I last time someone was nominated, you know, for the Norris, for right. the Islanders? Jeez. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, the, the last defender that I think was even close at a young age was Berard. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Like, I don't so You had you had Hammerlicks and this the Strites. Um, Maybe more of the, the strikes than anything. And I, I'm I'm blanking on some of the other defenders, but like I don't I really don't think there was anybody um that really had the offensive firepower that Dobson has since Berard. Certainly not that the team drafted either. That might be the other caveat. Um Yeah, I, that's I, true. Even if there was somebody and I, um I mean Nick Letty, I don't know that he was Norris candidate. But he put up points for no, a while. He, he wasn't. Um, look, in terms of is he in the conversation, why not? Last it was year, just crazy because it just popped up out of nowhere recent, like the last week or two. Um, well, he also got really hot. 
and and I, that's great. I mean, I, you gotta, you know, if you're gonna win the Norris, you gotta get hot at some point. Just how how long can you sustain it? But I just thought right, the conversation the was, um, it just seemed to pop up. I don't. Maybe I just didn't notice it. Um, someone tell me I'm wrong. But it seemed like it just kind of popped up out of nowhere for me. Um, the fact of the matter is that he had eight assists last game, but it's not just the points. Last like, week, he is. Uh, sorry, you're right. Last week, not last game. That would be crazy. Especially because the Islanders only got three goals, so it would have been amazing if he got eight assists. <laughs> but um, damn near impossible. No, I mean, the thing with Dobson is that look, people were calling for him to be friggin' shot to the moon last season. He still scored fifty points. Um, well, he was just look, real he shit just in his own zone. Yeah, I mean, look, but that's the thing. He's not this year. And, the, and the, maybe, the, a couple of plays against McDavid, I think I even tweeted yeah. about one of them. I was so impressed. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, look, they, they don't have the puck in their own end as much anymore, which helps. But the reason why they don't have the puck in their own end anymore is because he's doing a good job of making sure it's not there. He's transitioning the puck like a stud. I, I'm thoroughly impressed with the way he's playing right now. I mean, he's on paper, statistic wise, top three defenseman in the league. But like, right. dude, he's he's because he's playing like one Yeah, it's all around. He's playing like an all around two way defenseman who is a lethal threat offensively and just solidly reliable defensively. Yeah, he's turning and into that. That's the sure. recipe. If if uh, Eric Carlson can score a hundred points, which is super impressive, but suck absolutely suck offensively. There's no reason in my mind why Noah Dobson can't score seventy points this season if he really does. I mean, he's at thirty two points in thirty games. I think he's potentially going to be something close to point per game. Maybe he doesn't get it, but he might be close. Right? No reason why he can't score seventy points. Let's call it eighty points and be solid defensively and win the Norris. I absolutely can see that happen. Because if you, if the difference is 20 points from Carlson, but he's a better defender, yeah, sign me up. That's a Norris Trophy candidate in my in my, in my head. Yeah, it doesn't it, – it, it certainly helps that it's not just Dobson trying to literally carry the mail. When – I've seen Riley on a couple rushes. He's, he's not blazing fast, but he can, he can skate. He can move the puck um, – you know, and carry it through the neutral zone. I think it's really helpful. Um, Pelican can do that as well. Pulak has that ability. Um, so it's it's good. There's an interesting mix. I'm I'm definitely excited for them to get healthy, and it'll be very interesting how Lou uh, manages that because there's a lot of players around now. There's Martin is on the IR, Pelic and Pulak, Mayfield. There's just a lot of players around, and they added Riley, they added Bortuzzo. You have Goche still, and Walsh. I forgot about Scott Mayfield. Like, yeah, that's, what, that's where this team's at right now. That Romanov and Dobson are playing so well in my mind that I think about them too. I think about, um, uh, I think about Riley and Bortuzzo. I think about, uh, who, who Aho's back now. Here? Um, and that's, yeah, I think like, that's crazy. Like, I don't even know, like night to night, I almost don't know who is in the lineup. I was surprised last night when Aho showed up, I was like, what happened? Oh yeah. Bolduke, right? Like who yeah. can, you know, who's been yo-yoed a little bit. I think it's been like 10 or 11 transactions, which is crazy, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just been a, a, a lot of moves for the Islanders and it'll be fascinating how 
Lamorello figures that out on the other side because I'm not exactly sure. Right. It's only Bolduke who can get who's waiver exempt. So you're at the risk of losing somebody unless people are staying on IR. Um uh, well no, Bolduke's not even waiver exempt anymore. No. Uh, I well whatever the whoever was up and they just going back and forth. Uh, I thought that was Bolduke. The only one that's waiver oh Grant Hutton. Hutton. Yeah, he's been yeah, up he, a lot. He's been up and down. Been down a lot. Um yeah, it's crazy. I'm not sure how you navigate this. You're 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 bound to lose somebody. Or is yeah. that when you make the trade, right? Like you have to you clear some cap space and a roster space and you just get a pick back um to then flip eventually. But I think it's really tough because you've you've shown that you need all those players. Um yeah. You're, there's there's been a few teams over the years that have kind of dealt with this problem where you just don't have the you have a lot of guys on NHL deals and you're bound to lose them and then at some point it's like all right do we just put them on the waivers and hope cross our fingers or you know it's not Ross Johnson but you can't just cross your fingers and hope no one picks them up it's almost worth giving them up at least for something get a fourth round pick um but yeah it'll, it'll be it'll be fascinating unless players are just out um until after the deadline and into the playoffs, and then they have the you know pick the litter, so to speak. Um, it'll it'll we'll see what happens there. Um, I do want I do want to talk a little bit about Sorokin. Excuse me, my throat is is uh, is getting sore by the the minute, so I'm, I'm I think I'm losing it. But I do want to talk about Sorokin. I, I put wobbly Sorokin um, in in the notes here, and last night he looked good. That first goal, I didn't love that. I, I I thought that was one he definitely wanted back. You know, the, the only goal against Dreisaitl. Um What I, I know you said you weren't concerned. He's I, I saw Chris Botta tweet a lot of that. Um, I, I've seen a bunch of people tweet this um, and and have this conversation. But when is it time to be concerned? I mean, it's not the wheels are not off, and maybe wobbly is probably a, a, a strong term here but when is it time to be concerned about Sorokin if this just continues are you worried about a playoff run no because they have Verlamov you think they would just so, you think they would just make that transition I mean if they have to right I mean you, it wouldn't be the first time that that's happened look at you know Mark Andre Fleury back in the day when it happened with Matt Murray so it happens, but I, I don't foresee, you know, I don't foresee any major issues moving forward. The sample size of, of Sorokin's work is, is far larger, successful than unsuccessful. And he's not even playing that bad. I mean, what are what are his numbers right now? It's not great. And and while you're looking it up, I, I think what's what the thing that's concerning to me is last season he also had a really big workload. Okay. Islanders were not playing well defensively. He was getting a ton of shots. Right. His numbers were great. His record wasn't. And this year, it's a little bit different. His record and numbers aren't great, but they're collecting points. Um, he's still and, got a 915 save percentage. Yeah, fine. His, and, he's and, getting a lot of shots per game, though. I think it's the most in the league. I think it's 35 a game. Right. Well, that, if that says anything, then they need to play a little bit better in front of him defensively. I, I think that's right. And... I think that's where my, my problem is. Like, eventually, it's just not going to work. And they might need to play Varlamov a little bit more. 
that might right. just be well, part of if, part of the answer. Either that, or is maybe their <laughs> their big acquisition. Um, maybe it is a defenseman, right? And at that point, you know, you're talking about okay, let's say Pelic and Pollock come back, um, and then they get Mayfield back too. That leaves one open spot between Aho, Bortuzzo, and Riley. I think Bulldog, they are not worried about sending him back to the A. So you have Aho, Bulldog, Bortuzzo, uh, and Riley. Do they go get a defenseman and I don't know, maybe send one of these guys the other way? Because the thing is they can get somebody who will help them keep pucks out of the net. You know, again, you, you can go back to Calgary and say to them, um, what, what's Chris Tanev going to cost, right? You can go to some other teams and, and find out what maybe some of their defensemen who are on expiring deals are going to cost. So um, you have a decision to make there for sure. I'm still on the train of go get a top six forward and, and have a legitimate first line for the first time in forever. Um, but I also could see a path where they say, okay, we need to keep pucks out of the net and, you know, let's, let's help Sorokin out. Who's, you know, maybe not completely himself right now. Let him get his confidence back and, you know, go on a run here. I, I think both scenarios work in its own right. Um, I wonder if it's a defenseman or if it's, how do you adjust? And I think that's my knock still against Lane Lambert is you got to figure something out, whether that's something on the penalty right. kill with your assistant coaches or your five on five play or late in games or who you're deploying at, at certain points. Um, he he's, he's shown that he's very stubborn and, and the forward thing is working and I get, you know, you have to give him a little bit of credit there. It's, it's just, focus at certain points in the game like i don't know that it's the players clearly right right no matter what the op- the the defensive lineup is game to game they've continued to do the same thing that to me is not a, a, a personnel problem i don't know that adding someone different like you riley's playing really well they're still doing the same shit so that to me is not a personnel problem that's a structure problem and i've said that all season it the good news is it doesn't matter who you put in there the bad news is it doesn't matter who you put in there and it's it's there's something else going on that i don't know i guess they they didn't fire lambert and there's they're in the not even just they're in the thick of a, a of a playoff race here um at a good point in the year I, I don't know i'm very confused i don't i don't know what the right answer is frankly to me but to me it's not personnel it, it's you got to figure something out but he's kind of shown that he can't adjust. So I'm not entirely sure. Um, kind of wrap it up here. I did want to talk about the Islanders. Um, they're, like we said, they're playing the Capitals as we speak. They're they're closing out the first period. Um, the Metro's crazy. Um, they have a lot of divisional opponents. It's really mostly the Capitals and Penguins over the last, last little bit. Um, they also play the Hurricanes, um, including tonight. Um, that's five games to be successful to kind of close out the calendar year. Um, how many points do they need to collect over the next five games? So the next 10, 10 available points, um, what do they need to collect to, to be successful in, in your eyes, the rest of the season, the rest of this calendar year? Sorry. Uh, you mean throughout December? So yeah, throughout December, like, you know, they, they, they play the penguins on uh, new year's Eve. Yeah. I mean, look, they can hang with a Carolina team this weekend that's coming up. 
like no reason why they they can't you know snag two points. That's a four point game. No reason why you can't make that happen. Actually, well, every every one of these are. And every that's my game point. Is a four point game. Holy crap! All right, so especially against um, the Caps and and the Hurricanes, who are kind of yeah. like right on their heels. I think I said this last week. I don't see a single game. I said I think I said last week the only game on this schedule that they can't definitively say that we can walk out of there with two points was against the Oilers. Regardless of their position in the standings, they're you know on a, on a, a bit of a surge here that they're they're you know fighting their way back from from the basement that they put themselves in, and they won that game. So look, in the, over the next five games, not including tonight's game, or including- well, including in class, it's five games altogether, including tonight, and they're already down. Okay, no reason they shouldn't walk away with six points. Out of ten, again, those are all. These are all. Um, they could walk away with four point points. games. To, to, I think to me, it's it's seven eight points. You, you have to, um, if you're going to give away any, you have to get something out of it, like lose in overtime or in shootout or whatever. Um, obviously, wins think, in regulation are great, but like seven eight points, look, I, I think that's to me that's if the, it's six the games, success. if it's. It, let's just say, say, for instance, it was six games, all in division. I think you're happy going even five hundred. Like it's maybe five I think you're just in the same six, spot. Six of ten, you're just I, again. I would say seven, seven or eight out of ten because they're all four point games, and it's it's just so mushed up right now. Everybody's in the same spot, so you're you don't want to end the month and the new and start the new year in the same spot as before Christmas if you can help it. And they certainly have the ability to do that over the next two weeks. They can create some real separation. And not I don't I don't really care if they catch the Rangers. I mean, I think it's an interesting story, but whatever. Um, to me, just hold sec- second or third in, in the division. It's it's there for the taking. The the Devils have a lot of catch up to do. They're more than capable of doing it. More so in my eyes than the Hurricanes, than the Flyers are had to hang on, and then the Capitals. So I I, I um, the, the, who knows what the devil's their their goaltending? You'd know a little bit more about that, but um, yeah, to me, I, I think you got to pull away here. I think for success, for success, um, it depends on who you beat, right? The, I think the Penguins games are a little less important just because they're a little further down the lineup, but everyone's probably playing in the division over the next two weeks, so everything is just so so important. You're not going to have many of these opportunities to pull away. Um, so I'm setting my bar, I think, a little higher just because of um, how the, the layout of the Metro Division looks right now. Um, it makes sense. It, it does. But there's so much time here. That well, like I said, 50 games, still, right? You're, you're, there's still 45 games left or 46 games left. It's a lot of games. It's a whole lot of games. But you're going to wish you had these points banked earlier. Yeah. Um, and that's that was kind of Barzell's point in the in the end of last season and in, in the offseason, maybe um make the playoffs earlier. Like be closer to that as early as possible. And they have an opportunity. Yeah. Not like it's not gonna happen this week, but it can play a really big role in what moves they can make at the deadline, what other teams are doing if they, you know, if you start pulling away, um, what moves they make, and then you solidify yourself a little bit more. Um I, I I just think this is a this is a pretty vital stretch here for them. Any any closing thoughts? Of course, we were going to do a short episode, and um, 
just <laughs> didn't, just didn't do that. Um, never happens. Never happens. It's still pretty early for us, but um, we just keep starting earlier. Um, closing thoughts as the Islanders finish their game out tonight. Uh, you know, they're down one nothing after getting out shot 15 to six in the first yes. period. Jesus. Fix those starts. Just fix those starts and, you know, play a little tighter defensively and on the PK. And this team, no reason why they can't do what they've done in recent history. Not just, you know, and, and I'm not talking about last season. I'm not talking about the, the last trot season. I'm talking about, you know, going back to the playoffs. Maybe maybe a bit of a different style. But you're you're starting to see things come together. I think they're starting to really step on those those narratives of old and slow. You know, like you said, the core is still pretty young. Horvat, Barzell, uh, Dobson, and, and Romanov now, you know, Sorokin. So, you know, it, they're they're starting to convince me that this is more legit than than not legit. Um, still think they need a piece, but I I conversation for another day. Well, we already had the conversation. We just need to continue to have it. Um, because we don't know what that piece is. Is it on D? Is it a PK? On a third liner? Yeah. Is it a first liner? Um, jury's out, but it's yeah. likely one of those things happens. Um, I, I don't know how you do too, frankly, just numbers wise, roster size and the dollars and cents. But um, let's let's end it there. Um, we will do an episode next week. Uh, might be a little bit earlier in the day. We'll figure that out um, during the week of Christmas. Um, I am planning on going to the Capitals game on the 29th. So come say hi if you see me. Um, you should come too, James. I'll be I'll be there. We'll hang out. Get a big Shaq's chicken sandwich. Yeah, if I don't have work that night, I could I could see if I can make that happen. Actually, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited. I, I I try to get to at least one game a year, and um, I have my high school hockey alumni game uh, the next night, so I'm uh, just in just in town for a, a few days there, and figured I'd catch a game while I'm in town. Um, yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube at Nasmith Hockey. Sorry, we're not keeping up everywhere. You can find James' work at New Jersey Hockey Now and the fourth period. And uh, James, bring us home, buddy. Until next time, all, let's go Islanders. <laughs>